Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Leo Effects. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. He wears a whole bunch of different outfits, if you want to go that direction. Metaphors. Um, he does lots of different stuff, is what I'm getting at. And we're going to touch on that once the interview gets started. But first, I want to introduce him by name. And this fine gentleman sitting here talking with me. His name is Joe Gendersky. How are you, sir? I'm good, Ray. How are you? I'm ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. I'm ready to go as well. So I think we'll jump good. right into it, and I'll ask the uh, question I usually do, and that's, what do you feel you're known for, or you know, maybe what is it that you're doing that uh, you want to talk about kind of thing? Well, uh, you know, people have different perceptions of how they view you, but I think that people who, who know me uh, know that I'm uh, creative and, and not afraid to try different things. And, uh, also that I have like a strategic, uh, vision, a good capability of kind of assessing the situation, whatever it is. And then looking ahead and then no, and no matter what I try to attempt. So, uh, and I've tried a lot of wide ranging things, but, uh, I think that's maybe it that uh, I, I can think out of the box and, and, kind of have a good view of a situation and predict where it'll go. I, that sounds a little vague, but I think that's the way it is. Cool. Well, that's, that's a good thing to, to be known for, I guess, you know, <laughs> kind of draws people well, to you, you know, a little bit, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've consulted with people who are in high positions uh, and they, I think they respect my decision and respect my perspective. And uh, of course I've developed my own and I've, done other things that uh people would say wow you did that why why would you want to do that and i said well it just appealed to me at the time it seemed to be uh something that uh, challenged me and uh and also i, I also had from the very time uh, i was very young uh, also had a deep uh try to understand the human condition so mm. to try to observe people at their best and at their worst and develop uh as an observer uh, an idea of what makes people tick and, and, and what, uh, how could we move forward in a positive manner? That's awesome. Cool. 
So I'm kind of checking out. Well, it doesn't out. always work, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't that the case? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm checking out your IMDb right now, and it's got you listed yeah. down as uh, actor and producer, writer, sound department, cinematographer, director, editor, and stunts. That is a lot of stuff to be doing. <clears throat> Well, I dipped my toe into those things. You know, uh, uh, on one movie, I was, uh, these, these guys wanted to do a shooting scene as an independent film and they didn't have a clue on how to, uh, handle firearms at blanks or anything. So I said, look, let's not kill anybody. And, uh, let me establish some safety guidelines here and, and, uh, get through the scene, uh, correctly and, and have it come out, uh, desirable and, and, and safely for everyone. So I did that. That was a stunt thing. But I did, uh, as far as the writing and the acting, probably the thing that I'm most proud of is uh, <clears throat> a short film. I'm a Vietnam veteran. Mm -hmm. So uh, proud of the uh, most thing that I'm very proud of is uh, a short film that I did two years ago. And uh, I put it together, uh, wrote it, and uh, uh, acted in it and produced it. And it was called RPG. RPG uh, from the military rocket propelled grenade, which is an infamous weapon that's been used <clears throat> since uh, uh, Vietnam, probably a little bit before, and it's mm. still being used. Uh, anyway, uh, the film focuses on uh, loss, uh, ripple effects of loss. You know, when, when we, we lose someone, it's not just, uh, we have a tendency to, to, to be clinical about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here in Chicago, you know, we have so many homicides and they put the homicide total ups, uh, totals up every day and people don't understand that this is a devastation to not just the individuals that were, were killed, but the families and the generations, their, their children who are left behind their parents who are struggling with, uh, with loss. And it's kind of a film like that, but, but from the, from the perspective of, of a Vietnam veteran. So, uh, it won several awards and, uh, uh, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, I just, you know, jumping real in real quick, I want to say, you know, thank you very much for your service. Um, that's oh, that's huge from one military member to another. That's huge. Yeah, and thank um, you for yours. I see you. You were uh, U.S. Armed Forces, uh, U.S. Air Force Reserve. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Is that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, great. Congratulations. I was, uh, I was active duty for a long while, and and when I went out of active duty, I went into the reserves. So keeping it going. Great. Well, that's it. That's a very great accomplishment on your part. Well, thank you and as well. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of moving in that direction a little bit. I would say you're you're also in the police department. Well, not anymore. I I did 31 years on the Chicago Police Department, and Ooh. so I uh, did everything from uh, starting out as a patrol officer uh, in a beat car uh, to a violent crimes detective, hostage negotiator. I was on the horse unit three different times. Uh, work my way up to the ranks, uh, some specialized units, some administrative units, ended up uh, assisting the superintendent, which is our chief of police, we don't call him chief, uh, and uh, uh, deputy chief of detectives, and then deputy chief of organized crime when I retired in 2003. Wow, that's amazing. And to, to put that into scope, mm -hmm. you know, in case anybody missed it, this was in Chicago. So just think about yeah. that for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's Yeah, amazing. we have our little issues here. <laughs> That's, wow. So what was it that made you say, you know, oh, you know what, I think I want to get into the filming industry? Well, you know, kind of, I, I had that idea before I even uh, came, after I left the military. 
I left, I got out in 1969 and started to work a bunch of different jobs. And I had this idea to take a class. I took a couple classes here on acting and improvisation. And I really liked it. Then I got called for the police department. And needless to say, back in 1972, <clears throat> the police department, uh, was not wholly open to their new recruits being actors and saying, I have to work this shift. So I can't, you know, it was, it just was <laughs> culturally, culturally incompatible. Let's say that. Right. So right. I kind of, uh, put, yeah, I put everything on the side for about 30 years. And then, uh, when I got out, I, I started taking acting classes and renewed my uh, interest. And I did a couple of, uh, theater. Chicago is a great theater town. There's a, there's probably 200 independent, you know, community theaters around, and then some are very good. So I did some community theater, took some more lessons, uh, ended up getting into an indie film uh, that led to another indie film that led to me uh, just for the heck of it, uh, running out to LA for three months and introducing myself out there and uh, could only do like three month stints because my, my, my mother's care, uh, she was elderly and I had to get back home. And, and whatever I did it like four out of six years and ended up, uh, kind of lucking out. I mean, I, I, I did a little stint in criminal minds and I, I was in the movie Chavez and got to do a little, uh, scene with uh, John Malkovich and oh, cool. uh, I was in a couple. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I, I did a couple other indie films and some of them never got produced, which is not, not unusual, but I uh, had some great scenes in them and I enjoyed doing them. And, um, uh, I, I had to come back here in Chicago not had to, but, I'm here now and uh, I can't go out there for any length of time because I have two beautiful grandkids. One's three years old and one's one. And uh, I'm not leaving for three months for anything. When I get back after three months, there'll be different people. So I'm going to enjoy <laughs> so every true. moment of their, their growth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the story there. I, yeah. Nice. So of all these things that you do or that you've dipped your toe in, is there any one of them that you prefer above the others? Um, I like doing films. Uh, I really like doing film because it's, it's, uh, to me, it's more, uh, I guess, permanent. Um, it's more real when you get involved in a really good film with a really good script and a good, uh, crew, uh, good production company. Um, you know, TV is like, eh, I've done, I've done some TV stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. criminal minds is very good too, but it, but because uh, that was a long running established show. So just, people were really great. Um, but, um, and I, and I really enjoyed doing plays. The problem is that finding a play, I'm getting older now, finding a play that, uh, um, is really, you know, for you or for me, cause you're, you're basically committing to three, four months when you, when you sign up to do a play. Oh, okay. So, uh, that's a long time, yeah. you know, it's like, and then you, 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 you know, jive with the cast and you, you work with them two, three days a week. Uh, you have to remember tons of dialogue and there's no take, stop, uh, cut, you know, let's take that again. Mm -hmm. You're out there. It's like on the race. It's like on the razor's edge. So you, you, every performance is a little different. Something, anything could happen. I had one woman, uh, <clears throat> just a little anecdote. I was doing the play. <clears throat> Wait until dark. If you recall, it's a play about a blind girl who gets tries to get bamboozled by these uh, nefarious characters. And I was played one of the bad guys. And, and it ends, the, the climactic scene is when uh, they, they, they try to scare her by tossing um, a lighter fluid around her, like they're going to torture. And one of the, one of the uh, members of the audience, 
uh, an elderly lady started yelling, don't, they're going to kill you. They're going to kill you. Oh, all right. All right. They're going to kill you. So, I mean, it was so uh, uh, funny, which it, it, it was good because you really got into it. But yeah, but that's it's awesome. unusual and you have to work around that. Yeah. So <clears throat> those things don't happen in, in TV and, and movies, you know, so. Right. Uh, that's really funny. That's that would be amazing to see, honestly, somebody oh, getting yeah. that into it. And so yeah. you, you kind of like doing the the you said you like doing the films, but that you got that real life interaction with the theater. Would you prefer to be on the, you know, the writing and producing side of things or would you prefer to be on the acting side of things? Well, as you get older, uh, there's less roles for you because, you know, everybody wants the guy, the young lady or the young man that's uh, between 20 and 35, you know, to, to play leads. Uh, although there's still roles out there. Uh, uh, but I find great um, reward in writing. I've written a, a book. Um, it's, a, it's a novelette, actually. It's, it's rather short. But it's on Amazon Prime, and it's called The Women of Fort Dearborn. And I'm, I'm, I'm very into history. I study history, a ton of history. I love Chicago history. I love world uh, military history also. Mm-hmm. But, um, and this is kind of a combination. Back in the War of 1812, there was a fort here. It was before the city was incorporated. And they were ordered to leave, uh, to, to, to abandon the fort here. And, of course, the military here had their families with them. So to make the trek from here to Fort Wayne was necessarily very slow and cumbersome. And they were attacked by Indians. There was a long history of uh, bubbling over of uh, antagonism on both sides over the previous year. And uh, mm-hmm. this is right, right in the neighborhood. I mean, right downtown. It's a mile and a half from the lakefront. You know, this, this took place. This tremendous battle. Uh, a bunch of uh, uh, settlers were killed. Indians were killed. Uh, but the women, I, I focused on the, on the women uh, who were, you know, with their husbands and, and had to fight with them and saw their husbands killed and their children killed in certain circumstances and did a terrific job. So I wrote a book called the women of Fort Dearborn and it focuses on their um, actions during this. Uh, it's, it's a f- historical fiction, but it's based kind of on, uh, on what really happened. So um, I was really uh, proud of that book to get uh, to, to focus on women. And I hope that if any women or girls uh, get it, it's kind of inspirational as to what, can be done. This one woman, especially, uh, was captive for a year and was made to march like all the way up uh, the east side of Lake Michigan. It was like 400 miles each way in, in, in basically the clothes that she was wearing for over a year. I mean, in the snow, carrying a little infant baby that she had who grew up to be like 90 years old. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It's an amazing story that, that needed to be told, I thought. Yeah, People in Chicago don't even know what happened. And that's, that, that's the way of things, though. Most people don't know that that kind of stuff happened in our history until somebody figures right. it out and puts it into writing kind of deal. Or a movie in this right. day and age. Right. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's wild. So, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. <clears throat> and then I, um, I started working on some scripts, and I did a couple of small scripts. I did a little self-made movie with my buddies from the VA, from the VFW, uh, kind of a, a mockumentary of a uh, theory of everything, a little short one. And then I, uh, uh, I did a, did that film that I told you about RPG, which I very, again, I'm very proud of. It's on Amazon prime. And, uh, um, I also started writing some scripts. So, uh, 
there's an organization called Veterans and Media and Entertainment, and it works out of L.A., and I met them when I was out there, and I signed up with them. Uh, and they try to get veterans jobs in the entertainment industry. So they there's a lot of, if you're in LA, it's absolutely tremendous because you would do something every week, but I'm not. Wow. So, but they do have, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they have, you can get free screenings to new movies. They have uh, writing seminars. They have seminars on directing the studios uh, embrace these veterans. They, they like to work with them and, and it's really, really uh, tremendous. And the people that run it are, are really great. So, and I've had an opportunity to go to the WGA writing seminar there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an opportunity to pitch, pitch scripts to a, a major uh, production company. So I have two scripts that I, I'm constantly working on and uh, feature scripts. And right. then one of them, I just, in fact, uh, just before I got on the podcast, I was messing around with it. Uh, I turned it into a novel. Uh, oh, wow. So I'm, I'm oh, yeah, I'm about, 2000 words of making it the length of a novel. So I really enjoy doing that. It's, 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 you know, I think the, the, the joy about that is you have an idea and then you start to write about it and then you, you, you think about, well, how, how am I going to solve this problem? He's, he's at the river and there's a guy chasing him with a gun. He's got nowhere to go. How am I going to get him on the other side of the river? Or how am I going to handle this without him getting killed? So the, all of a sudden this light bulb goes on your head and say, Oh my God, here's what I could do. And it's really unique and, <clears throat> and original. And that's, that's the, that's the thing about writing. That's, that's uh, uh, very satisfying when you can come up with something like that. Right on. That's cool. Yeah. And yeah. So if any that... of your, any of your uh, listeners out there are looking for a script about, <clears throat> let's see, the first one is about the first African-American uh, detective to be assigned to a all white, blue collar detective unit in the, in the 1980s. And, uh, that's one of them. And the other one is about a, uh, uh, a man's fiance is horribly murdered and he has no idea why. And the investigation takes him to South America, uh, where there's a link to, uh, world war two. That's the other one. Oh, wow. These sound like they could be movies on their own. Well, yeah, I hope so. Well, the, the interesting thing about this, the thing that prompted the second one, the first one's based on the, the detective thing is kind of based on some uh, instances I had when I was a detective. But the second one, <coughs> the second one, I found out, I was reading something. Again, I like history. I like to read. Uh, was about, uh, I found out that, and the town is called Candido Godoy. Have you ever heard of it? I have not, no. No, right. Nobody has. But if you go down to this town, it really exists. And you picture people uh, uh, in Latin America to, you know, look, have Latin features, kind of a, uh, you know, uh, brown skin, you know, Latin type. Fe- but these people are all have like uh, European features in this town. And this town, this little town in rolling farming country, it has a sign when you, when you walk in, when you drive into the entrance of town, it says, in, in English, it translates to land of the twins. Well, this town has a 1000% more incidence of twins than anywhere else in the world. And so, wow. <laughs> well, yeah. So people have asked why, how does it happen? And interestingly, there's a backstory here that, uh, you of course heard of Auschwitz, right? Right. Yeah. The concentration. Well, the doctor, the angel of death of Auschwitz was uh, Joseph Mengele, who you probably have heard of. Mm-hmm. Well, Mengele escaped uh, custody 
when he was caught in Europe after the, when the war ended, and he went to South America, and guess where he ended up? He ended up outside of Candido Godoy. What? And he was, yeah, he was famous for twin experiments trying to create the perfect Aryan race. So he, uh, people, uh, you know, suggest that his, so he would act as like a midwife and kind of a, a local, uh, kind of a doctor, you know, for, for the people, this is a small farming town. And, uh, so people suspect that something he did in helping deliver these babies or tending to their, you know, back when they were pregnant, the mothers are pregnant, made, uh, uh, this great increase in twins. So that's what the basic story is wrapped around and I, I i found it interesting and, and had to write a story about it absolutely that that does sound quite interesting it's like a chin scratcher yeah and, yeah. and nobody could prove it for sure yeah wow <laughs> so. so aside from writing those are you are you looking to film any new movies or anything like that or well i am right but the thing is is that filming costs a lot of money so it's like if you want to do it right so even independent gotcha. films I mean, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, Indiegogo or Fund Me campaigns because to me, I mean, it's like you're asking people who are just as much in need of money there in the film industry to help you. You know what I mean? So I see. I see. when they ask, you're passing around, it's like, it's like passing around the same $20 bill. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, you know what I mean? So, hey, listen, I supported your film. We do support mine. I mean, you know, it's. Uh, so anyway, I, I do side jobs and stuff like that, consulting, and I scraped up some money, and uh, I did the other film. I'd like to do another short film. Um, the, the last film I filmed, I did it all in one day, actually, the actual filming. Now, it all uh, was the planning and everything took probably a total of about a month of work total, full time, to get that film done. Wow. But, um, yeah, but, um, you know, I mean, a budget for a small film, mine was a lot less uh, because we planned it so well and uh, I got lucky with certain things, but uh, probably 30,000 bucks. So um, it's it's not small change. And, you know, right. I put the film on Amazon. Yeah, the film is on Amazon Prime. I'm very proud to have it on Amazon Prime. They accepted it. They put it up there. And uh, you get a percentage of viewing uh, hours. You know, you get oh. a percentage of money from the people that view it. Well, I figure that um, I'm getting old, Ray. So I figured that if I live to be about 120, I can make back about half of what I put into it if everybody watches it, you know, the film. Oh, so, oh I mean, at the, rate, at the rate it's going. Yeah, I mean, you, it, it, they make all the money. So uh, so watch the film. Call well, all your viewers. Watch that film. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, hopefully <laughs> by doing these podcasts and, and getting word of it out there, maybe that'll, that'll draw attention to it. I know that... I, I have Amazon Prime, and I'm thinking about going and checking it out after this interview. So I hope my listeners do as well. Um, well, thank you. you know, so <clears throat> I do have a question for you, though. Yeah, sure. So in regards to that, how did getting funding for a movie work? Did you have to go to you know the bank or whatever first and say, look, I have this idea, I need your help? Or did you take the product that you did have to the bank? How, just how did that How'd you get funding for okay. it? This is a small short film. I funded it myself. I, I worked, I saved money. I funded it. It wasn't okay. that it wasn't, it was less than $10,000. Okay. But 
to do, uh, I learned, I did go to a seminar at a major production company in LA and they explained how they do films. So, you know, a lot of people don't understand. It was very enlightening, by the way. So uh, what they do is they have a, a, they're a subsidiary of a big, bigger production company. So what they do is they read scripts through managers and, and they don't, I was very fortunate that as a veteran, they were willing to listen to my pitch, mm-hmm. but uh, they get, they get ideas and scripts through finished scripts through veterans, I mean, through managers, uh, literary managers, etc. They come in and pitch. And if they like a film, <clears throat> excuse me, they think that they can do it. It meets their, they have very strict criteria. This particular company likes film for seven to $10 million, a very strong male uh, leads, very uh, macho type stuff like, uh, uh, you know, something Bruce Willis would be in. You okay. put a little part in there for well, and that's what they like. So some major, uh, uh, some major actor like Bruce Willis could have a cameo. He's not the star because they can't afford that. But they they have strong, you know. Uh, they they say, "Oh, who's in the movie? Oh, well, we got Bruce Willis." And then they uh, they have investors already set up all over the world that will invest in that movie. That's why when you see a film, you often say, "What's going on?" You'll say, "You know." Dime Store Films presents in conjunction with, and there's five different companies. Oh, you know, okay. at, the big, at the beginning of a film, it's because each one of those companies has a piece of the film. One might have the U.S. rights, <clears throat> excuse me, one might have the foreign rights, you know, and that's how they get funded. But they're not going to fund me because they don't know me and they don't, <laughs> they don't have a track record <laughs> other than my, my film. So I gotcha. Basically, okay. yeah, basically, Ray, it's like this. Go make the film. You figure out how to pay for it and make it. And if we like it, we might distribute it for you. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I see how it works now. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. And, you know, I just want to say, you know, we it kind of got touched on a couple times throughout this interview is that, you know, you feel like you're getting older. And I've heard many, many times before the the old saying, you're only as old as you feel. And just by talking to you and listening to all the things you've done, I'd say you're probably about 30 years old. So I think you got a well, long thanks. ways to go in still my, yet. In my head, I am. There right? you go. In my head, I'm, I'm still 30, and, and, and my wife thinks I'm 25, the way I act sometimes. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but I, I'm not willing to, to, to go put on my good suit and lay down yet, Ray. There you I'm, go. I'm, I'm, yeah, I want to stay meaning here. Here's, here's, here's my, my mantra. Uh, I want to say, keep doing meaningful and memorable work and to remain relevant. That's beautiful. That's my goal. That is perfect. And, you know, I really hope to see your name coming up many, many more times, either be it, you know, Oprah's list of books to read or, you know, a movies or whatever. Like, I just, I hope to see your name more. You're a genuinely nice guy. I think that would be great to, you know, be like, I know that guy. I talked to that guy. Uh, so well, I'm, thanks. I'm really eager to see that. Um, but as we're drawing, I to feel the, the same end, way about you. But, um, oh, well, I yeah. appreciate that. I, mean, I, I really, first of all, I really appreciate you having me on the show. I feel honored to be, uh, on here. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime. I, I really enjoy having people on with these just to me, you have a monumental life. The things that you've done is just in, enticing. It's great. It's amazing. I love to hear these stories. And so I think with these little few minutes we have left, what I would like to do is have you tell the listeners where 
they can follow you like your social medias or if you have, you know, where to find your books, things like that, so that they can go and enjoy sure. this too. Right. Well, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm, I have a Facebook page. It's called Joey G man. Okay. And I, it's not my real name. And so, uh, it's Joey G man on Facebook, on Instagram. I do have an Instagram account, uh, but I, uh, it's kind of, Instagram's kind of strange to me. I mean, it's like, it's just weird. It's just weird. And this social media stuff is, is mystifying. Well, it's, sometimes. it's one of the, I feel like Instagram's one of those things where everybody has one, but nobody really knows what to do yeah. with it. <laughs> yeah. Other than, other than certain people post like 95 pictures of themselves, uh, walking from the front of their house to the back. I, I don't know. I mean, you know. Yeah, but I also uh, I also am on the internet. I, I do have a website, um, and uh, you just put my name in Joe Gandersky on the internet. You'll see me uh, links to my website, etc. And uh, I'm on IMDb, as you saw. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my book is The Women of Fort Dearborn. It's on Amazon Prime, and the uh, portion of that goes to actually. Uh, uh, funding that goes to the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, and oh. um, the uh, of course they haven't gotten anything lately because it's been kind of dormant. But uh, but uh, the film RPG, there's a lot of if you if you if you search RPG on Amazon, a lot of things will show up. But if you put RPG film, uh, that'll come right to it. Oh, and you'll okay. See it. It's only fifteen. It's only fifteen minutes without the without the credits. It's eighteen minutes with the credits, and uh, I think it's a worthwhile film to see. I, I, it doesn't matter what perspective you have. It's just, it's just, everything jived. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. It came out just as I envisioned it. And, uh, it's got a little bit of a twist on the ending and, uh, cool. uh I, I really like it. You know. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it. that out. Yeah. Cool. Well, once again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me. It's really been a pleasure. My pleasure. Ray. Thank you. Thank you. And again, To all the listeners out there, make sure to check all this out. I'm going to do my best to put links in the description of this episode so that you can one-click shopping kind of deal. Uh, Make sure to check this stuff out. Again, without you guys, this podcast wouldn't even be a thing. So thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.